Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Brad Harbison, and I'm happy to have as my guest Eric Mellis, who's the Vice President of Kill and Pest Control in Houston. Our topic today is rodent control, and our podcast is sponsored by Corteva AgriScience, manufacturer of the ActiveSense system. Eric, thanks for joining me. Oh, you're welcome, Brad. Thanks for having me. So, Eric, to start off with, um, I know Kill and Pest Control services both residential and commercial accounts. You've got a real nice service mix. Uh, can you give our readers examples of typical accounts that you guys service? Sure, Brad. Um, for the residential aspect of our pest control service, we offer a regular general pest control, which is treating the inside and immediate perimeter. It covers just a select few pests, um, and it's done as a customer wants it with some type of warranty. And then we've got our bundle packages, which is a service agreement that's an annual service agreement that covers a lot of pests and includes termite protection. Um, when it comes to our commercial aspects, we pretty much cover or service all types of commercial places such as restaurants, schools, daycares, industrial facilities, uh, professional office buildings, retail shops, um, hospitals, you name it, pretty much uh, we can take care of it from anywhere from pests like insects to animal trapping to birds and, and so forth. Yeah. And what are some of the typical rodent issues that your technicians encounter on a daily basis in both those residential and commercial accounts? You know, in residential accounts, it seems like it's um, customers calling in up because they've heard some scratching at night before they're going to bed or in the morning or something woke them up, and it's usually in the wall or in the ceiling. Uh, we get there, and there's some type of, you know, a hole or something like that we, we could, that we can find how they've gotten into the house or you'll see some gnaw marks, or maybe they've seen something run across the kitchen floor. When it's commercial work, it seems like we're getting calls that people come in the next day and something's been chewed on, whether it's some candy in their desk or some food in their desk or something in the break room, or they're finding some droppings somewhere, you know, in a hall that brings it to their attention, and that's, that's usually the type of stuff between residential and commercial that we're dealing with, other than the preventive maintenance of rodent work. And can you tell us a little bit about Killam's rodent control program? What, what all is involved in terms of the inspection and exclusion and, and the actual treatment? Uh, well, definitely when it, when it comes to residential and commercial, the number one thing and everything that we do is always an inspection. We want to make sure that the guys are actually going after the right rodent or the right pest. You know, it doesn't do us any good just to have the customers tell us, hey, we know there's some rats in there and we need to go bait for it, and it turns out what they thought was rat droppings turns out to be American roach droppings, and we went and put rat bait out. So it's always key our guys know to inspect, make sure that they know what they're going for. You don't want to go hunting for something that is the wrong, wrong thing that you're hunting for, the wrong animal. Um, so they do that inspection first. Uh, then through that inspection, they're able to determine if they're dealing with mice or rats based on the droppings or the gnawing size or the holes that are chewed in things. They're looking for paw prints. Um, it could be that we're going to do some baiting or we're going to do some trapping, one of the two, snap traps or, or, or baiting typically. We will use some glue boards, but typically glue boards are going to be used for mice. Um, I think we probably do more rat work than we do mouse work. Mm. Um, after they figure out what they're dealing with, what pests, then we start looking at how did those pests get in here in the first place, and we look for the exclusion opportunities. Uh, the guys know what to look for. Uh, pricing exclusion work can be kind of challenging, but uh, we do our best to figure it out. We've got guys that we talk to to figure out, you know, how do we get to the spot that we need the exclusion and what's the best way to price it. Um, and then um, we will 
offer either the trapping or the baiting, uh, the customer will go with one of the two, and then we'll say, hey, we can also do this exclusion for you at this amount, and the customer can choose either to do it on their own or have us do it. I mean, we obviously typically show them what needs to be done. There's a lot of do-it-yourselfers who will say, I'll, I'll go do it on the weekend or and save myself some money, and then there's the people who say, man, please take care of it for me because I'm not getting my butt over there to do it. Yeah. Eric, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Houston market, um, specifically the construction. Um, what about new construction in your area? Um, how fast is the area growing, and how does this impact rodent pressure? Uh, man, our area in Houston is growing just like crazy. All, all around Houston is growing like crazy. It's, it's um, fantastic from a business standpoint, um, but it definitely makes it challenging for us to keep up with the work. Um, the the houses are being built on places that have been fields for, for as long as they've been around, or they've been either crops for as long as they've been around or wooded areas for as long as they've been around. And now we're, you know, we're expanding into living into these areas. And so when they go create all these master planned communities nowadays, it seems like they're, at least in our area, because it's so flat, they're building p ponds, detention ponds. Um, they're building landscaping that's that's out of this world beautiful, but all those things make it super conducive for rats and rodents and mice to be in. <clears throat> and um, so we're, we're getting calls for rodent work really quickly once these people move in because we're putting our houses where these guys have been un undisturbed for a long time. It's hmm, interesting. And kind of along the same lines, talking about Houston, um, you know, we know that Houston's had some kind of extreme weather situations in recent years. And can you talk about that a little bit? How has that impacted rodent pressure? Um, I think from the standpoint of the heat, um, I don't know if the heat has changed the rodent pressure. I know that the flooding that we've had over the past couple of years, there has been definitely an uptick in our rodent um, business. Um, when we had Harvey, you know, everything was being pushed to higher ground, whether it was rodents or insects or whatever. So we had a, 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 an uptick in that. Um, and that's moved rodents and rodent pressure to other places where maybe we hadn't seen it before. I wouldn't say that there's any cold weather down here, not to speak of, that would make our rodent pressure change necessarily during the winter or change any different than it's always been. Uh, we do see some rodent activity more in the winter because maybe they don't have the food source or the grass or whatever to go out there and eat. But um, weather has, I don't think the weather changes it too significantly around here, other than the, 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 the flooding. Sure. <clears throat> and Eric, uh, you and I kind of uh, briefly touched on some of the commercial commercial rodent control work you do. I want to talk about that, dive into that a little bit more. Um, what are the biggest challenges that your technicians encounter at commercial accounts? Probably the maintenance um, in the conditions of the aging structures, you know, when they, you know, a lot, most of the time a business owner isn't making money by their building being in great shape. They're making money by the product or services that they're selling. So when you've got buildings that start to crack or shift or open and whatever, um, rodents start coming in and getting accessible, making it in, and then we have to start suggesting exclusion. Exclusion costs money. They don't necessarily want to go spend the money with us they may try to get one of their employees or maintenance guys to try to do it themselves and they kind of get around to it when they get around to it um, so that can be a challenge um, one of the things that we find also is as some of these buildings are aging 
There's new technology for new builders to build better buildings. So you're seeing some construction be demolished or demoed and then new stuff being built. And you'll typically find that the buildings around um, those that are being demoed start to have rodent problems. And that's, that typically happens. Uh, and if you start to going into downtown Houston, there's all this new construction going on in downtown Houston. Some of it's brand new and some of it's teardown stuff. And that same thing's going on. People are calling and saying, you know, I've been in this place for 30 years. I've never had a rodent problem. Now I'm having it. And you look next door and they're tearing down a building or they're building a building. Um, those are kind of the things that I guess our guys run into is mostly just the, is that sort of thing. And then when you get into that, and you, there are places in commercial buildings that you have no idea how they're tied to other buildings. Hmm. So they go, man, how are they getting in? Everything looks great on the outside. Well, everything looks good on the outside, but there's no telling how many pipe chases have openings and um, how many accesses or things that have been demoed out and not replaced or, or things that you just can't see behind walls that can give rodents accessibility into the places where our customers are. And it's interesting, and Eric, that, that kind of leads into my next question. You know, as you mentioned before, that uh, you're always looking to expand your rodent control program by trying out some new technology. Um, talk about the ActiveSense system. How were you introduced to the ActiveSense system? Um, our Corteva rep, Tyler Cooper, actually brought it to our attention. Um, he's probably been talking about it for maybe about a year. Hey, there's something interesting coming out, but I really can't talk about it. We want to make sure it's, it's good whenever we're ready to do it. And... Um, he made it sound like once, once it was ready to be talked about, um, it made it sound like it sounded fantastic. Um, uh, he's, the one who, he's the one who brought it to our attention. Yeah. And then what were, what were sort of your first impressions, and how did you think it could be used and beneficial to, to you and your company? Well, I, at first, before I, before I actually saw it work, I was skeptical because I've been – you know, when it comes to technology, there's beta versions of stuff that you have to go through, and a lot of times the first people to get involved are the ones that are having to work through the trials and tribulations and struggles to make something work. And I know I've been a part of some things in the past, especially with technology, that have given me headaches that have left a mark that I don't want to relive. <laughs> um, but this, we, we brought it to our office. We tried it out. Uh, we did some sample <clears throat> tests with it. And it's nice and easy to be able to sample. You really don't have to go out there and, and put it in the ground to make sure it's going to work. You can test the stuff in the office, and you can test it without actually putting it in front of a customer and going through some stuff. We worked through it. We tested it. It seemed like it was going to be great. So we took it out to the field, and we tried it on some customers. And since then, it's been fantastic. Yeah, and, and can you give us some examples of how you've used it already? Sure. Um, we've used it for specifically two purposes. One is animal trapping and rodent work. Um, from the animal trapping standpoint, we've been able to, to put it on live animal traps and, you know, tell the customer, hey, we can, we can put this live animal trap for, for whether it's a raccoon or a possum or a feral cat or whatever, and it'll notify us immediately whenever we've caught something. And then you don't have to worry about it sitting in a trap for too long if you're the animal lover or you don't have to worry about going and looking at it if you're the person who doesn't want to deal with it, or you don't have to send somebody over there to check it because you're the person that's busy doing other stuff. <laughs> so there's all kinds of advantages from that standpoint. Um, we've used it where we thought we were catching a raccoon and ended up catching a cat, and everybody's real happy because we were able to get out there immediately and go remove the cat. Um, from the standpoint of rodent trapping or uh, rodent control, we've been able to use it on places that were um, – 
specifically a, a charitable organization or it was a food pantry where there's a bunch of volunteers and those volunteers don't want to have to mess with this. And the volunteers aren't being paid, obviously, to go work in a place that's got a rodent problem. And we were able to go in there and take care of that rodent problem without those customers or without those volunteers coming in the next morning and seeing these rodents in these traps. We were able to get notifications throughout the night when the rodents come out and go remove those rodents before the people ever came in. Man, that was big time, big time good. Um, we were able to do it at schools where IPM is such a big, you know, a, a big consideration in Texas. Um, I'm sure it's probably that way in many other states where we're trying not to use rodenticides or pesticides when we don't have to. So we're able to use snap traps in areas and be able to remove these rats and rodents and, and mice before they end up having a smell or flies or stink or, or uh, you know, attract flies and, and not have the teachers or students go see in it. And when you've got teachers and students or people from the public, man, they're going to want to take pictures and send things on social media, and that can go, you know, cause a little sto a, a bad publicity storm for any customer. And if you can go remove those things before those potential problems arise, man, it's great. So we've used it for those things. Uh, we've used it in manufacturing facilities. We've used it for reporting and manufacturing facilities. You know, this, the reporting and the technology that ActiveSense provides us is, having, is saving us from having to have guys go check those Evo stations um, and check rodent bait stations on the outside by having snap traps in there. We can do the reporting, and it satisfies exactly what the technician was doing beforehand. So those are just some of the different places that we've used it in. Oh, very cool. It sounds like you guys kind of really hit the ground running with this technology. I, 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 would, I'm, I am super surprised and very impressed with how it has worked and what we've done with it. Yeah, it's, it's been really, really fun. It's been one of the funner things I've done in probably 20 years yeah. and be a part of. And Eric, just kind of looking ahead a little bit, um, how do you think that uh, it will continue to become an even more valuable tool in the future? And how do you think maybe you will expand its uses in the future? Well, I think as it gets more fine-tuned and it gets more sensitive, I understand it'll be able to not only, it'll be able to detect activity for pests, uh, roaches, bed bugs, movement, um, so that it won't be a device that has to be triggered. It'll actually sense when things are getting into a trap. Um, and when that happens, uh, man, there's, it just can, it, it, the, it, the, the, uh, the opportunities are endless, I think. Um, I really do. I'm super excited about it. Great. All right. Good deal. Well, hey, Eric, uh, thanks again for joining us and, and sharing with our listeners um, some, of your work, some of your experiences with road work and some of your experiences with the active system. Yeah, sure, Brad. Happy to do it, buddy. All right. And to all of our, our listeners, thanks for joining us today, and have a great day.